In this episode of The Generational Perspective, Mac DiRocco is back from study abroad, and we discuss overstimulation on TikTok and other social media, as well as China's usage of social media to divide us. Make sure that you subscribe and turn notifications on so that you never miss an episode. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're uh, here with our longtime host and friend, Mac DiRocco. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. Just came back from studying in Leuven, Belgium. Had a great time and really excited to be back. Nice, dude. I mean, yeah, you were, you were there for a while and it seemed like a very good experience, but that's actually not what we're here to talk about today. What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about overstimulation on TikTok and just China's role in our social media landscape. <laughs> um, but so, like, the reason, like, I wanted to bring this topic up was because I think the majority of the listeners who are our age know all consume TikTok all consume TikTok but all know what the subway surfer TikToks Mm -hmm. are you know and if you don't know exactly what we mean by subway surfer TikTok do you want to give a brief explanation of what exactly we're talking about here today yeah like you know the the videos where it's like subway surfers in the background or they have like where they have like a reddit thread posted it's just like a robotic voice narrating over it like a male voice Mm -hmm. or a female voice or a lot of times it's also GTA yeah, a lot of times a GTA or like some uh, like really kind of low quality like animated game of some mm-hmm. sort. It's kind of just like something you look at and it doesn't it just keeps on going on and on forever. Like a one that I see besides the subway surfers is um, GTA. Like I think I think it's GTA creative where the car just keeps on like doing these crazy jumps everywhere. Yeah. And it's like the track in the yeah. air and stuff like that. Regardless, that's just kind of like the background. Like that's just in terms of these TikTok like overstimulation clips, that's just kind of like what your eyes are looking at. But then on top of that, there's also probably, it depends, they all differ, but usually two to three different um, other things you're either looking at or seeing. So for example, you could have, um, like like I said, like this Subway Surfer or GTA, whatever, um, compilation of cars or you name it. And it'll be like a random just story from this animated computer voiceover talking about, anything ranging from like their dog to their girlfriend or whatever you name it but the point is is that these videos have like three to four things ongoing at the same time and a lot of times they'll actually divide the screen into like literally like four different uh like corner corners yeah segments of the screen it's just so so much and it's crazy too because when at least when i first uh got on tiktok and i was after everyone else i was i'm always like a little bit like I don't want to say skeptical, but I'm late to, like, all the new things. I kind of, like, waited out to see, like, if people really like it and whatnot. And when I got on it, that this this kind of thing where there was, like, over overly, overly stimulating, like, videos where it's essentially just a compilation of just five things going on at once, at least for myself, I didn't really notice that. That wasn't a very popular thing when TikTok first came up. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, like, I think you got to look at it this way. Like, TikTok is basically the next version of vine and vine the videos were six second long videos but tiktok at first at least i'm pretty sure it was anywhere from like i think max a minute long um but you know they started adding like more and more duration to the time but you from somebody i've like posted a couple tiktoks you know my grandpa he had his little tiktok page for a bit mm-hmm. and you can shut go him out. shut him out yeah shot botany bob <laughs> but you could um Go into the analytics of the TikTok, and you can see exactly how long that someone watches the video for. So my grandpa would sit there, and he'd make, like, three-minute-long videos, but on average, people only watched, like, 11 seconds worth of it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Well, I think that's part of the problem. They do that for a reason. Well, exactly. In but terms of the engineers of TikTok. Yeah, but y- you got to look at it this way. Like, you're getting – if you sit down and you go on TikTok for 20 minutes, and that's a very, very, like, sm- like short amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. people really don't go on just for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go on for just that amount of time, you could be seeing hundreds of videos in yeah. that time frame. And, you know, like, you see so many that are so short to a point where mm-hmm. if you get – like mm-hmm. a video that's longer than 20 to 30 seconds and you're like oh this is boring skip next one so i think the reason why these these um reddit tiktok ones um gain traction is because people want to hear the stories that are posted on reddit but they don't have the patience to just sit there and read it so instead they have a voice narrated so that they can listen to it but also there's something going on in the background so they can be visually stimulated and they don't have to skip to the next one they yeah. don't lose interest yeah it's 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 ridiculous like but, I, I just did the math on it and like you said like uh like your grandfather's videos are three minutes long but they only watch for 11 seconds and i i thought to myself well what's what's like the average time someone spends on tiktok if i were to guess i would say between two to three seconds mm-hmm. and so i just did 60 seconds divided by three and I'm sorry, divide by three, that's 20. So maybe you wi- might watch 20 TikTok videos in a minute. Mm-hmm. For 20 minutes, that's 400 TikTok videos within 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some people, as we all know, that watch TikTok for like two and a half hours at a time. Yeah. How many might, videos are I they be, watching? I could be a victim of that. Yeah, I, I have been two at times, but it's a new year. It's a new year, exactly. It's a new me. I mean, like, I do think about that a lot, but like, it's it's crazy how much content you're watching and it's that those reddit videos tried to solve the problem of keeping people stimulated for a long time but now even then they're get, people are getting bored of that so then instead of reddit videos it would be like a family guy clip yeah that's and then underneath it the too. subway surfers or yeah. like it's someone cutting sand or some shit yeah like, yeah those are so weird like those satisfying videos yeah they'll just throw them in anywhere uh-huh. it's kind of just like a neutral color that'll just throw it in with any compilation of a video yeah it's and, and so you go on tiktok now you'll see some memes of people like just got my new TV set up, and it's like they're watching um, Family Guy on like mm-hmm. their big flat screen TV, and then yep. they'll have a smaller TV underneath it, and they're playing Subway Surfers like yeah. as, a, as a joke, you know? Yeah, but it's and like then the, the guy's playing piano, and like a goat's looking at fence. It's like, what's going yeah. on here? It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's so much, you know. The thing the thing that that crosses a line for for me is when I literally hear two different audios of stories overlapping at the same time Mm -hmm. like it's one thing it's easy to to divide a screen into like six different videos where you can kind of choose where to look where you please with your eyes but then to like have two audio two dialogues overlap at the same time is just ridiculous and it's like it's it's almostly like it's almost stressful because you're trying to like listen to one but as soon as you focus your attention on one you're losing what the other one's saying it's like oh my god what the heck is going on yeah but i think visually we don't we're not very uh, we're not as stressed out because we can look where we want and and whatnot and there's there's no real um, uh, there's no real I don't want to say deadline to attention but when someone's listening you have to listen mm-hmm. but when you look at something there's no requirement for you to keep looking because when we talk you're expected to respond yeah but like I could look at anything around me and like I don't have to go back to it so I think when audio specifically compared to um, visual stimuli like overlap it's more stressful it's just it's just too much yeah it's so funny because as you're saying that i just thought of the perfect way to like 
promote our this episode on our social media. Yeah, sure. We'll put the audio, and then we'll just have Subway Surfers going. And yeah, we <laughs> should. <laughs> so and then we have like Family Guy over top. Exactly, of it. exactly. It'll be perfect. And then we have some like ASMR where they're just like touching the exactly. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just like the ASMR where they're just like smacking, like eating their food. Mm-hmm. You gotta think like 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 I'm so excited to like read the studies that come out later like in our lives about like the effects of overstimulation and how it's like affected our society. I've already read some stuff online. I don't have the exact. Um, I'm curious to see when they're actually gonna start specifying like when they're gonna start those. I, I guess you would have to say experiments because you're not you can't get that information through surveys. Yeah. So it would have to be through experimentation, and also. How would scientists or social scientists specifically? How would they know exactly what's the effect of specifically overstimulation? Because it could be the product of so many other new things in our culture, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I've already re- I've already read some studies online that were done like in like the past decade that talk about how like heavy and chronic internet use is actually mm-hmm. more co- positively correlated with like dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Really? But that was only like one or two studies, and they're very oh, yeah. like, they're very like surface level. But like, there's already research beginning yeah. to come out. You know what I mean? Like about yeah. detrimental yeah. effects of being online. Yeah. The craziest thing to me is it, it's weird how everyone, everyone knows that social media and uh, social media specifically, like the internet less so, but it depends what type. But I think specifically social social media platforms where you're kind of looking at other people's lives, seeing what they're doing, but in a more toxic manner, comparing yourself to people. Everyone knows it's, it's everyone can kind of objectively agree that it's not good for you in terms of mental health, like mm-hmm. especially with anxiety. And then, you know, it could get into more serious things like depression and whatnot. But I find it so weird how everyone knows that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's just that's just the nature of the world now. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, that's it. You know, Cause everyone's addicted to it. Yeah. They, they don't want to get rid of it. Exactly. I think it's also like a th- these these platforms are brilliant in the sense that they they're 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 parasitic in a way because once they actually have some sort of uh popularity let's say popularity in a community once you start to get a certain amount of people on board and it and it shifts from people almost having fomo from not being online mm-hmm. that's when it sprawls out and it becomes like a it becomes addictive to everyone because i think a lot of people don't like actually social media they just don't want to miss out yeah and so they're in this weird situation where they don't want to be on it but they'd rather they'd rather be on it than to not be on it because they don't want to be included on you know whatever like the the new pop culture is or you know like they want to they want people to like be able to see their page and or to be able to communicate with their friends or just see what other people are going up to because we all are curious people like sure i may not know i don't know Susan from whatever you know town or whatever but if I saw something I saw her post most people would like look through at least like a picture to be like huh have I ever seen her before like you know what I mean yeah but it's it's no different than like if we were in person and we saw someone that we typically don't see sure you know you you, you'd look at them and see what's going on but you know you wouldn't you, you wouldn't have the ability to go on their page and look through every single post and every single comment and to see if they have any attached links or what they say in their bio, like all this stuff that typically you would have to find out from face-to-face experiences. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point in our podcast, it's like it's pretty evident to whoever's listening that we are both very anti-social media because we've done like 
so many episodes on it. As we're promoting on social media. As we're promoting it on social media (laughs) and as we still continue to use social media to the basic degree that everybody else does. But, like, I mean, I think it's good to have these conversations, you know, Mm -hmm. at least to, like, because I don't think some people are as aware as others about how how this actually, like, could, like, mess up your head, essentially. Yeah, I think, I, I think, I mean, there's a lot of things as to why it's not good, but I think just... To put it simply, what I think the biggest thing is just comparing. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's it. Sure, you can you can dissect that into many different aspects, but I think just comparing in itself. I mean, like the saying, like comparing. I think it's comparing is to is like the detriment of joy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, it's true. I mean, you can compare yourself to someone's lifestyle and be like, oh man, why isn't my lifestyle like that? Or you can compare yourself to someone's skills. Let's just say you like soccer, like I play soccer, or you're a football player, or even you're like looking at like chef's cook or whatever you name it, and you're seeing people do these awesome things. It's like, man, I can't do that. I wish I could do that. And you're kind of always looking at these grandiose things. And of course, you know, the majority of the people that are looking on them probably aren't of that same stature because the majority of the things that are being posted are from professionals or just ridiculous events. So it's it's hard to be able to look at it and be like, oh yeah, like I could also do that because no one no one really can do that. So yeah. you're kind of just, I, I think comparing my whole point is, is the worst part of it all. I mean, I think that it's been a worst part of it for a while, but I think now with the rise of TikTok and the post lockdown time that we're in, I think mm-hmm. now it's just the oversaturation of information. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what another, I think that's another huge problem. I mean, like, we were talking about before just the fact that you have two things going on on a screen at once and then like that video i sent you a couple weeks ago and i think i so showed john it too the uh video with like four things going on at once it's like yeah. hassan piker talking about like being a communist and then like it's a subway surfers video and someone cutting sand at the exact same mm-hmm. time and then like these subtitles of what he's talking about underneath all of that mm-hmm. it's like that <laughs> yeah it's just how re- could you even tell what is going on like we could talk about also w- what what effects does it have exposing the 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 masses to the these very short clips with so much going on like what is the effect i mean of course i think it shortens our patience mm-hmm. but what what do you think that does how do you think that will manifest itself just in social behavior just desensitization i think just desensitization i mean it's already happening like for i mean it's but this isn't also the fault of like social media this is also the fault of like the mainstream media also where yeah. you have let's just t- say for example the ukraine war Yep. When that first started back in February of last year, wow. TikTok was, I know it's crazy. It's, wow. It was like February 24th. Hmm. Okay. When that first broke up, I remember being on TikTok that first week of that of the war and oh, seeing yeah. the videos, like bombs, rockets, uh-huh. all of that shit. I haven't heard about anything going on in Ukraine unless I go, like today, unless I go out of my way to look it up. You know, it's just not part of the news anymore. People don't talk about it anymore. People don't care about it anymore. Yeah. You know, people, like, it'd be like, those videos would be getting millions of fucking likes and stuff. Yeah. And then now, you go, if you see one today, like, I just saw one this morning I did. They're I not up famous anymore. They're not. It only had you 60 You fell off thousand. Ukraine. Yeah, de- but, like, it's like so on the sad. social stage, like, it really, it, they did. It's crazy. Um, Maybe not on the geopolitical stage, but definitely, like, on, like, the social stage. Yeah. And, like, I just saw this video today. It was three minutes long. I watched the whole thing, and it was, like, from start up until now of what's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it shows, like, some of the first-person point of views of, like, rockets hitting buildings and stuff that I remember watching mm-hmm. that first week that I completely forgot about. Yeah. And it was, like, it went on for three minutes. And I was, like, 
holy shit, this is so crazy. It only had like 50,000 likes on it because yeah. it's three minutes long and because people don't care anymore. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how... Um, but I think overall, y- even though like it's it's published on like a geopolitical sense online, I think most people are like that, though. I think people are kind of localized people. Yeah. In the sense that, like, sure, I'm a, I, I, I'll, I care about people yeah. regardless of where it is in the world and regardless of, like, what nation you're from but at the same time like if it's not if it's not knocking at my doorstep like what else can can you do exactly and And it was knocking at our doorstep for a while in the beginning everyone thought we were but it's different like if you're from lithuania yeah you know or Mm -hmm. you know belarus you know like that's that's different yeah so it's very interesting how that works or even like germany too like they all had you know like there's a huge migration oh yeah and it's more prevalent over there too because of like the energy crisis that they're having right now also in gas too yeah it was while i was abroad it was actually um I I like the, just the gas was so expensive and to be fair most people actually don't drive as much in fact a lot of people don't even have their license nor own cars I think at most like a, at least in Belgium I think this can be applied to other northern european countries but usually there is one car to a family mm-hmm. um it might differ a little bit depending on the family but usually there's only one car to a family and at least in Belgium um uh, it's such a small c- country to start off with, but everyone would just take the train everywhere. Yeah. Like my one of my good friends I made while I was abroad, his name is Lyrium. He's 22, and uh, he lives in between um, Antwerp and Brussels. But he would always take the train in to, to Leuven, which is, I think, maybe 40, 45 minutes of a train ride. Yeah. But he's been doing that his entire life. Because the, you can take the train everywhere in Belgium. It's a, pr- it's a pretty re- it's a relatively good system. Um, but... The point is, is that no one really uses cars there. But when you did, another reason why people didn't even want to drive was because it was so expensive. Yeah. So well, I remember when I when I went out there to visit you, I forget the name of your teacher, but I was speaking to her. Skolenge. No, the other one. Oh. Um, I was speaking to her about the energy crisis in like in how it affects her and and even the tour guide when we were in brussels i was talking to her about it too like while we were getting lunch that time oh natalie the dutch the dutch professor yeah her and then the tour guide we had i I don't it doesn't matter the tour guide in brussels annalise it's so funny that you remember that remember that yeah Um, annalise but yeah so i was speaking to them and um they were like yeah i mean it's crazy how much we're spending money now they're like we're just gonna have to cut our heating bill and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's like, like they, she was just like, yeah, we have like, there's no other yeah. response. Like, yeah. And I was like, I know. It's, I was like, we're crazy. back to candles, everyone. Yeah, like, like she, she was like, it's just going to be a much more expensive winter. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy. Guess we got to find a tree to chop down. Yeah. Let's get some wood. But that's how it, that's how it affects them there. So like in mm-hmm. that regard, the Ukraine roar is still very much a real thing. And oh, yeah. also Ukraine's like 500 miles from Belgium. It's yeah. not even that far. We yep. have a warped perception of how big mm-hmm. Europe is. It's like from, Boston to fucking Georgia. It's well, close. It's like, also, but like Europe, Europe is dissected into so many qu- countries, so they're all very, very yeah. tightly knit to each other. But Europe as a continent isn't that big. No. It's very, very small. I mean, in terms of just land size, it's really small yeah. compared to America. Like, I was talking to a lot of the people I met while I was abroad, and the, and I and like they would say, "Where are you from?" I'd some, I say, "Like, of course they don't. They may may or may not know." I would say, "I'm from Northern Virginia. It's it's very close to D.C." And they're like, oh, my God, you're so close to New York. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm on the same coast. It's actually four hours away. And like, yeah. four hours away? I was like, yeah. And it was like, to, it's like, for them, that's like, like from Belgium. You could like be in, I don't know, 
Spain. I think I think you can go completely ride. through France. Yeah, I was like that when I went from Belgium to Munich. It was like four hours. I was like right in the middle of Germany. Yeah, you like already passed Switzerland. Yeah. Like, and you're really past far far past Switzerland. You're almost in your Italy. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I went. I mean, we went. I went like east. But you went from, to Munich though. But I went east, and then I transferred in Cologne, and then I went south. Oh, okay, I see. Um, but the the point is, is that you went really kind of in the center of Europe. Yeah. Munich's really kind of in the center of Europe. Yeah. And it took you, what, four hours? I think total it was like seven, but there was like the transfer and stuff, like lay, lay yeah. over. Yeah, but like you imagine, so four hours from, I mean, like Belgium's <laughs> kind of, it's west, but it's it's kind of central, but you go all the way to Munich, that's four hours. Yeah. Can you imagine, can you imagine a drive from here to Denver being four hours? Like that's, yeah, that makes no yeah, sense. It's, ridiculous. it's crazy. I think they, they forget how big you are. Honestly, it's like, it's like 11 hours to South Carolina from Jersey. Yeah. It's ridiculous. When you look on a map, it doesn't look that big too. No. A little off topic, but getting yeah. back to where we were. Um, the, so the original point was Ukraine not being in the uh, forefront of our mind anymore because yep. of just how oversaturated TikTok is and just how the algorithm works. Like it's just, that's what I think is going to be one of the major effects um, long-term is just like desensitiz- desensitization, mm-hmm. you know? Now, do you think that the quality of relationships will change based upon people being more impatient? It depends on what the type of person is, I guess, like who, what kind of person. Sure, but like generally speaking, like let's just say this effect has it on all different types of people. I mean, you can already see it where people are like having conversations and the other person is like on their phone while the person's talking to them. Yeah, that is such a normal thing. Now, I even see myself doing that now. And I think to myself, damn, I, I feel like an asshole right now. I don't want to be doing this. You know, I, I re- I'm actually, a, I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying, but I don't, I, I, I'm still on my phone. And like, I may not even be paying attention to my phone, but I'm just on my phone because I know that whoever I'm talking to knows that it's just a, such a normal thing to be looking at your phone now yeah. when someone's talking where I almost am confident that that person couldn't even be angry at me for it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. But, like, when I talk and someone's on their phone, it's in the back of my head. It's like, you know, you know, like, I'll, I'll just stop talking and I get it, you know? Yeah. But it's it's... It's just really, really weird how that works. I mean, I, I try to put my phone down when I can, but the thing is, is that when someone texts you and it's something that you kind of need to get back to them relatively quickly, mm-hmm. you'll take that text while someone's talking to you mid-sentence. Every single one of us does yeah. it. And like you act like you can pay attention to what the other person is saying, but like you yeah. really can't. You can't. And it, it's amazing because we live in a world where there's you can do so many things all at once and multitasking has become such like a normal behavior but in terms of just like a cognitive aspect of it all, you can't multitask. Mm-mm. You just can't. And if you can, it's just going to limit your attention quality to all the other things you're trying to pay attention to all at once. Yeah. So it, it, it's, 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 not, <laughs> it's not efficient, to put it simply. Yeah, I mean, so. it's just like people talk like this is like, you know, our, our next stage of like advancement is like the metaverse and all this shit and it's like well we're already like mindless drones just staring at our phone like could you just imagine like well, I don't, yeah that that sounds worse than it is but i know what you're getting at yeah. but i don't think it's that bad we're not haters but it um it, it's i think the the most alarming thing is that and we could talk about this on a global scale like like in terms of like let's just say china's efforts but i think the biggest the, in, in terms of China's goal into into let's just say I don't know 
potentially disrupting a social behavior in, in, a, in a positive sense for us, for them, in a negative sense for us, uh, including other maybe other Western countries like the UK, um, is that I think when people get imp- when people watch all these things that are so quick and it's you know it's just a good three second video and all this stuff you get impatient and you just you you almost get extremely self like uh, uh selfish with just look looking at things that stimulate you and as soon as something doesn't look interesting you you go away quickly mm-hmm. you just instantly go to the next thing and i think that builds an impatient behavior and when you in terms of everyone being impatient i think it makes us more jittery and like unpredictable and i think it makes us more prone to being stubborn and figuring out debates on like on a large I scale. I mean, yeah. I, you I, can see it in a family. Like, could, yeah, I mean, you can, now that you mention it, like the way that these foreign nations do this stuff, I mean, it can be said like how Russia interfered with our past two elections and like they, and they put fake news like on social yeah. media and stuff to stoke it, divide, division. Mm-hmm. It's like China's doing that, but on a very micro scale and very, like quietly and slowly, you know what I mean. But it's brilliant. It's it's really brilliant yeah. though. It's it's it because, is. And w- I mean, what else would you want? Like, I mean, of course. At the, at the same time, like, we're just talking about this. Of course, I don't know anything. But if you really would look at it from a perspective, of, like China wants to disrupt some sort of power that we have in the world, right? Whether that's uh, ph- uh, philosophically, or politically, or militaristically, whatever. They probably all aligned. He's probably all three. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if that's the case, how could you, I mean, you, you, you it, it would hard to be, go to just direct head on war. And of course no one wants to, you know, deal with nukes, but at the same time, what's the easiest way to do that to just, the easiest way to do it is to disrupt us from within. The easiest, and that's just socially just polarize us, yeah, and the easiest, make people impatient. And the easiest way to prevent that from happening would be for Congress to limit TikTok's reach in our nation, which would be there would be public outrage if yeah. they did that. Yeah. You know, there's already people pissed off that like there's Republican states that are banning the use of TikTok on like legislators' phones. Mm-hmm. And there's people that are like pissed off at that. They're like Now, do you think that's a bad thing? Good thing? What's your thoughts? You know, I used to think that the threat of China being like all like data harvesting with our mm-hmm. phones and stuff like that was like whatever, but like the more I think about it, the more it's like that could very well be a problem. And it's more yeah. so of a problem, I feel, with people that are actually elected officials than us because you don't know what else is on their their phones, for yeah. example. You know, if they are if they tap into we aren't like we aren't sure what China can tap into. ByteDance, the owner of TikTok, like maintains that Chinese government cannot access their data collection methods. That's not true, yeah. uh, but China but like to that end, they might not be able to do it efficiently uh, officially, but they could very well just be like you know, making like accounts and like, you know, spreading quiet propaganda on their on their um, yeah, who, platforms. Yeah. You know, who knows? it could very much so be likely. Yeah, I, who knows? Nobody knows. I mean, you can't. I mean, I, I tried looking it up. Nobody knows specifically. Mm-hmm. Everyone just knows that they're doing it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I made a friend um, while I was abroad, and I'm not gonna say her name because I don't know if this would ever affect her. Not that this is getting any spread. But I made this friend, and the, uh, the English equivalent to her name was Jade, and she's from China, and she was a uh, she was a uh, exchange student. She she's older. She's in her master's. She's um, she's taking computer science class. Really, really dedicated and smart girl, and I love talking to her. And uh, the way that we met was I would go into the study room um, in the downstairs uh, Loyola housing and in Leuven a lot. Uh, getting closer to finals, I would find myself there, there more and more because I was studying. 
And eventually we started talking, and she's about, I think she was 25, 24. This is her second time going abroad. She already went abroad in Australia. And so it brought to my attention, what is it like to be in Australia and to be in Belgium compared to China? And she said, well, it's very, very different for many reasons. And so obviously the first question I'm going to ask her, coming from America, is what is China like? I've like China is a country that I know nothing about. Sure, I might know a little bit of history. I might know a little bit of that, but I don't really know how much it's dampened by where I come from or what I'm told. And I have no idea what it's like. I've, it's so far away, literally on the other side of the world. And so I just asked her what it was like. And she, I, this is just one person, but she, she really, really did not, she didn't like it. And the reason why she didn't like it was because it's, it's very, 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 very uh, um, competitive very competitive so you know as you know they have the test and then depending on that test you are limited to certain types of jobs and the she said the only way you can make really good money or like sufficiently acceptable money compared to other uh countries in the world is to work at like the big big corporate companies Mm -hmm. but you would have to test at a very 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 high level which is obviously not very common and even if you were to test well and get into those real companies they, she said that they would only keep you until you're like 24 25 and then they get rid of you and then they just get in some new young buck that they think would be more efficient so you really can only work at like a, a high paying job for four to five years and you're working your dick off from I don't know the hours I don't know anything about it but it's she said it's a very very demanding and stressful environment she even said that and in terms of a social aspect, when she would see other Chinese people in Belgium, th- she would be very, very restrictive in terms of what information she would give to another Chinese person. Mm-hmm. Because, and I asked her why. That's so I don't understand that. Why would you do that? Like, do, do you not like other Chinese people? Do, what is your what, why? And she's like, it's not that I don't like other Chinese people. It's that I was growing up in a way where everything was based upon your output and what job you have when you get older and because of that you don't want to let anyone know anything you don't want to give anyone any piece of information that can put them in a better spot above you in terms of a job yeah and i was like that's insane and she was like that's just how it is and mind you there's billions of people yeah in China. <laughs> and so she actually brought up an example um there was there's a few there's a, i don't know how many i can't count maybe five or six chinese people living here and I said, so how do you interact with the other Chinese people that, that live here? And she says, well, actually, she brought up one person's name. I forgot her name, but she actually brought her up, for example. And she said, well, when she came I, um, and I found out she was Chinese, I, it actually took me five or six months to just talk to her because I, I just didn't want to talk to her. I didn't even. And when I first started talking to her, it was just basic information like, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you studying? And like that was it. She wouldn't she would never tell him family things. She would never ter- tell him uh, future uh business or career plans nothing along the lines because she she described it as you don't want to give them any information that could benefit their future career which would in turn take away from your own personal career so it was very very competitive and it blew my mind and that's when i asked her about china that's that was a main thing she didn't like and it was it was it was really interesting to hear from her perspective because she didn't want to go back for those reasons but she's torn because her father and her mom are living there and they don't want to leave because they've lived there their whole lives and they're already old. Yeah. You know, they don't want to leave. There's no, there's no, it'd be just so hard for them. Yeah. So her parents want her to go back to live with them, but it's it's tough because she doesn't want to go back. So it's just, she said that she's in the next few years, she's going to have to make the decision on to like very rarely ever see her parents again or just live in a in China where she didn't want to live. And it's just, 
that conversation, I, I still remember every single detail about it because it was, I've never talked to someone that was literally from China before. Yeah. And it, it was it was very enriching. And she told me a lot of things about China that I, I never really officially knew. I, I hear things, but I don't really know how biased they are. And to yeah. hear it come out of her mouth and to live there, it was it was a completely different experience. That is crazy. I never thought about like the competitive aspect of it because like the Western media will just like tell you all about like like their social credit system and like yeah, yeah um, like just how like over oppressive the government is with like rights or like how mm -hmm. like there's like a basically like the Chinese government has like a Gestapo where like if you say one bad thing about G they'll like pull you from the street and you'll never be seen again, you know. It's just it's crazy like that there's over a billion people in that country. And every single time there's some sort of social protest against the Chinese Communist Party, it's squashed immediately. And I don't even know about that. That's yeah. like I I do not see. And I I'm relatively on board in terms of my my uh, uh, help me out like my my existence no, on the internet knowledge. And yeah, I, yeah, sure. I'm pretty well versed in it. Whatever. And I I don't see anything like that anywhere. Well, there I don't see it on the news. I don't see it on. Social media platforms, I don't see anywhere. Well, there was briefly um, a thing like a couple months ago where China had like their zero COVID policy, where it was like if one person in a building had COVID, the entire building would be put in lockdown for like two weeks. And people kept testing positive, and it was so bad that there was an apartment complex that burnt down because the people weren't allowed to leave their buildings because they had COVID but the building was on fire and the fire was too high in the building for the firefighters to reach it with their ladder and the firefighters couldn't go into the building because they were on lockdown. Oh so, my God. The, so the entire complex burned and every like a lot of people died and there was huge social protests. That's, that's true? Yeah. There were that's protests. Just, that just seems so unbelievably unreasonable. Uh, yeah, I know. And there were protests all around the country and they lasted for a couple weeks and they lifted zero COVID and business as usual, the protest stopped. Wow. And it, it's just crazy. But, you know, that's an example of the media giving us a negative connotation, which is probably true. We should have a negative opinion on that about China. So in turn, the Communist Party of China, President Xi, um, is like has made it known that he wants to improve how people of the world feel about China, like their opinions of it, because they're not going to change their government. I mean, they, they don't yeah. give a shit about what anybody outside of China says or anybody inside China says, for that matter. Okay. So, in turn, what they'll do is they'll try to spread propaganda on social media platforms like TikTok, like Facebook, like Instagram mm -hmm. and YouTube, where they will have people like... On TikTok, for example, I'm not sure if you know, there's always, like, you see these very... It's very rural China, and it's like a guy and his son and they're like cooking something and it's like they all they only speak chinese but they like know exactly how to film it where it'll be appealing and they know exactly what to show and everything they know everything and how to make people like enjoy it and then you go to the comments and every single comment even though the entire video is in chinese every single comment is english everyone's like wow that's so cool oh my god it looks so pretty there oh my god like this and that and the other thing and then there's other ch videos made by Chinese content creators where it's like they do comedy skits and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just interesting how mm -hmm. all of these Chinese videos are, rather than being exposed predominantly to the algorithm within Asia, where it's like the people on TikTok there are liking and interacting with it, it's English-speaking people that are yeah. liking, and interac liking and interacting with it. And like, this is only me being speculative, 
But it's like, like, what, like, why is that the case? You know what I, I mean? No, yeah, it's, it, it's. I mean, if you really, if you were just look at the video itself and dissect it a bit, it'd be like, I think the first thing you would come to is like, oh, this is interesting. Peaceful man, peaceful son or daughter, whoever's in it, and it's like, well, that that's a wholesome, that's a wholesome yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Those seem like good people. Those seem like good people. They, they, must, like, they must love living they, in China. Yeah, China must be great. Yeah, I, I yeah I can't personally go that far, but like it, it the the video obviously looks wholesome. Yeah, I, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, th- this is th- this is this is a huge generalization, but while I was talking to that friend I met, um, Jade, I will say, and this is out of her mouth, and I'm not not mine. I'm not generalizing. She did say actually the majority of people that she knew when she lived in China actually wasn't they they really weren't happy. Because yeah. they were very, very stressed out of finding work mm-hmm. all the time, yep. and so it, it was mainly. She said more than anything, it was it was a stressful life because everyone was kind of worrying about their future, and that that became like a it became like a a job um, a scramble, and like where am I going to get my money from? How am I going to live? And and to one last thing to wrap it up, culturally speaking, I mean China's a very very old country. One of the other reasons why I said it was hard for her um, to to want to go back is that it, it's always, I mean, it's such an old country. It's kind of expected for you to kind of take care of your elders once yeah. you get old. You know, that's a little bit different here in terms of, you know, we'll just, some people just throw their their moms in an elderly care. So, you know, it's yeah. different. But for there, it's it's just different. And so she, she did mention that a lot of the people in her community, in her, I don't want to say neighborhood, how wherever she lived, um, she said a lot of the people just live stressful lives, mm-hmm. and you won't hear about that though from like Chinese influencers and shit like that on 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 I would social not. media. You know, I but mean, I don't hear anything from anyone. I, I don't I don't see any China, well, from what I know, propaganda or any spokesperson. I mean, like, it, I mean, like you know, propaganda comes in many forms. You know, yeah. So like for example, I read on the, the Associated Press before we started recording that like. The Beijing, like the government of Beijing, has mm-hmm. an entire influencer network of people, um, and they like put whatever they want to say. It's always like, oh wow, like this is where I got this here in China. Like, like, uh, like China's great, and stuff like that. And they're boosting up the country Inst- on Instagram and okay. Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. And they said that there's like at least two hundred Chinese influencers on those platforms that say stuff about China or like are just doing like you know like fashion haul videos and stuff like that that are directly linked to the Chinese government or state media. And they all and they and they covered thirty eight different languages, you know. You know, I'm interested is like <clears throat> those people that sit down at a desk and that are just typing like, you know, so glad to be here today, blah 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 blah. It's just like like because those are people that actively have to type those things out. Mm-hmm. Like they have to sit down and do that. Well, there's probably it's probably like it a, could be an algorithm too, maybe. Uh, yeah, it could also just be like one person is the face of it, and then it's like a team of people behind her that yeah. are actually writing up. But that's my her. point. Like it takes multiple people involved. Is yeah. what I'm getting at. And that being said, I, I wonder what like the psychology team is behind that, because you, you it's one thing to just put someone behind you and say, "Hey, do this," but it's like, why are you guys doing? That? Well, you know, I mean, China already knows how to control the opinions of its people, so I'm sure it doesn't take a lot of hard work to figure out how to control the opinions of the majority of the world, honestly. And it, I mean, it's kind of it's it's applicable to yeah to everyone. I mean, yeah. we're all we're all built with the same you know brain structure mm-hmm. same i mean for the majority and i mean maybe, maybe it might apply differently culturally but for the most part it's still applicable yeah but it's just crazy and then you know like 
in that same Associated Press article, they went out and they were like spoke to like the Chinese embassy in Washington, like to get a comment for like this disinformation campaign that yeah. they've created. And they're like, you know, oh well, Chinese media and journalists they carry out normal activities independently, and they shouldn't be assumed to be led or interfered by interfered by the Chinese government. So like they're always like, that's not true. We don't do that, mm-hmm. but it's very evident. You know, yeah. it's not something that we can. But it's also not something that we can like inherently prove is like what exactly they're doing. All we can do is link these people to like Chinese state media. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I wonder if it, I wonder if it'll ever get to the point where like because I, I know uh, the majority of my friends use TikTok and they don't want to stop using TikTok. Yeah, I wonder if it's ever going to get to a point where there's going to be like this almost sense of nationalism where it's like this isn't good for America and then it'll become a social behavior to stop using it do you think it'll ever get to that point i think i no. think more people are becoming aware of it but, but will think... it will it go on from there no i think the people that are genuinely just freaked out by the idea of china infecting your brain which i mean is obviously me just being like very like like doom and gloom about it yeah but the, the people that are like wise enough to understand like the ramifications of china like but i don't think a lot of people know they don't and that's the other thing and i mean i and i take a great like we're talking about this right now and all of the people that listen to this or if they listen to it or whatever, like they're going to be like, I, the majority will be like, wow, that's really interesting. Next TikTok video. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's just how we are. I do that all the time. I want to see this girl's makeup tutorial. This will make yeah. my day. It'll be like, it'll be like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It'll be on TikTok and it'll be like, like five people dead in tsunami in Malaysia underneath it. Here's my fashion haul from PacSun. Like, like, and they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll look at that one for five seconds instead yeah. of the dead people for three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy world we live in. It's oh basically whoever the, controls the media channels controls the minds of everybody. Yeah. L- l- let me look at this Labrador that has uh, a heart in its in its hair. Yeah. That's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. Underneath it, seven people killed by a truck. Like like <laughs> like it's like it's it's crazy. <laughs> Police brutality yeah. in Portland. Yeah. Now. Exactly. Police brutality underneath it. It's like check out this new sandcastle I made. Like like it. it that turns your brain to mush. Now, if like, you, it does. If you if you were to um, give TikTok, like like you said, expose whatever you just talked about, right, to someone that was growing up in the '80s or '90s, would you think would you think they'd be confused by it, yes. or do you think well, yes, I, I yes, that's one thing. But do you think they'd be just just confused about it, or do you think they would also look at it and be like, this is this is not good for me. Well, I think it also just depends on uh, another conversation about like media literacy and how well you are able to understand and interpret what the news tells you. Because, I mean, you got one thing like a lot of, it's very clear that a lot of older people tend to watch more conservative networks than liberal networks. And the conservative networks will tell you like, China, we should ban TikTok. Mm -hmm. China is like, infecting us with their communist agenda and like whatnot and blah 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 yeah. and um certain people will definitely be like okay yeah like well let me get that off my phone like like yeah, whatever mm-hmm. but like some people will also agree that they should get rid of that phone but they won't actually understand the reasons as to why you should do it they'll just do it because that conservative pundit told them to do it yeah so it's yeah, just it's a matter like of aimless. it's just a matter of how literate in understanding media you are you, yeah. you know but it's also it's not common knowledge to know anything about China's intentions no it's not common knowledge and even, even if you are in a in a uh, fortunate spot of like let's just say being in like an 
as a student or whatever and in, in, in a in the field of academia in a sense that you're just exposed to a lot of news all the time about the world mm-hmm. it's, it's a common environment to surround yourself in you still the majority of the people that find out about these things they don't find out about it like on their own because they're in that environment they hear it from other people around them yeah so it's not necessarily oh i'm in college or oh i i'm, I'm at the workplace or oh you know my family is pretty well versed in this kind of knowledge it's who tells you what mm-hmm. so it's very chain like well the i will add this before we wrap up um the idea of china getting more being more and more inside of our devices and and like stealing our data and whatever like whatever that means abstractly um is becoming more and more of a talked about thing because the United States and China's relations right now are very, very poor. And there's a lot of um, political um, people that like to egg things on that are like, oh, war with China's like in- imminent, like inevitable, like war with China in the next four, <laughs> war with China. Like, so it's like the anti-Chinese owned things TikTok, even though it's not actually owned, like, Chinese, and, like, that kind of stuff, like, that kind of idea is gaining more traction. I'm not yeah. saying anything is going to change, but people, I feel like people are becoming more aware as a result. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think more people know about, like, I think when I have conversations with people just about TikTok or about any social media, and the discussion comes about, about somehow TikTok coming from China, and then maybe anything past that, any sort of intentions that China has, I think is... I could say confidently has become a very common piece of knowledge, mm-hmm. but I think the next step is what are people's opinions on that in terms like like how they genuinely feel? Because I know a lot of people as of right now where we're at where they'll say, oh, they'll know that like, you know, China has some sort of influence on TikTok and how it affects us. But they'll just be like, oh yeah, that's it. And just, just continue on talking about like the next, yeah. you know, sandwich in front of them. But they won't do anything about it. But that, that, de- that difference between knowing that and then actually caring about it is that that's going to make a huge that's going to gain a lot of traction well maybe that's something we can investigate further like what i did when i had that guy dr jason park over on to talk about like how social media is scaring people and i was doing yeah. all the polling on my instagram maybe uh-huh. we can do something like that i mean it's not a good basis of a yeah. standard for everybody but at least it's like some sort of opinion you know like yeah. you know but you know that's some other stuff we can investigate in the future you know Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, as well as subscribe on YouTube so that you can watch the corresponding videos. Your continued support is appreciated, and I have a lot of fun things in store for the future. Have a great rest of your day.